Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. Today, we are talking about why approaching knowledge from a place of this will fix me, give me the answers, tell me what to do, is keeping you small. This is episode number four in the Spotlight series on self-advocacy. I will put the links to the other three for you in the show notes. Perfectionism, it's a little bit like an iceberg. So the top of the triangle that like is above the waterline, the part that we can see, we all know that the bigger, the more significant portion is hidden below the waterline. What actually makes a difference is not the part that you can see. What I'm offering to you is do you want to see like what's actually going on? why all the research and even the people that you've hired and all of that, like why it hasn't been working for you yet. It's really about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what's driving it. As perfectionists, we somehow come to believe that there is a checklist or a handbook that can make it all make sense and make it better. But then when we get to the end of it and nothing magical happens, panic. If you're thinking, I just need to get to the bottom of this, like hamster wheel from hell of wellness where you've been desperately searching for the thing that's going to help you or the reasons why you are the way you are. When you misidentify the problem, you miss out on the solution. So when you think the problem is that you don't know why, you will never find the solution. Cognitive understanding is not where change occurs. I'm going to repeat that because it's super, super uh, epiphany, an aha moment, as my friend Oprah would say. Cognitive understanding is not where change occurs. To make lasting changes in your life, begin with empowerment. Where I see 99% of perfectionists go wrong is that they start adding more and more knowledge on top of a misaligned, crumbling foundation. That's not going to help you. It's only going to make it worse. And here's why. Reason number one, you're seeking out the information. Coming from the place that something is fundamentally wrong with you. I go into this deeply in the podcast episode on your unconscious motivational patterns. I get it. I would argue with my coaches, but there is something wrong with me. So if you are thinking that, I get how true that can feel. Thinking that something is wrong with you and you must fix it, that is the problem. I I know what your brain's going to say next brain takes it to this extreme of, okay, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. Then why do I da-da-da-da-da? Okay, so the point is that you are operating under the premise of self-rejection at an unconscious level. If you are coming from the place of you need this knowledge and it is coming from the place of 
you're not good enough, you are rejecting yourself at an unconscious level and that never bodes well. Reason number two, information is a fancy way of keeping you in the problem instead of the solution. Because what you're thinking is, I'm not going to take any action until all of this knowledge is accumulated. And until you have all these things dialed in, I was just coaching a client on this last week where we were talking about her asking for a raise. She was saying, well, you know, I'm not going to take any action until I've talked to this person, this person, this person, I know this, and I have this research, but it's just procrastination in a fancy costume. You're thinking if you have that information, you're going to be safer. It slows you down. When you are relying on information, you are completely arresting your progression. Your brain believes if you know how, you will do it. That is complete bullshit. We are in the age of information overload. If all we needed was information, we would all be billionaires. Like, life ain't like that. It's not about the how. It's the wisdom that you actually glean from the implementation. It is from the integration. It is from the activation. And that is the number one thing you don't want to do. And I know this because I coach humans just like you every week. And it's the, oh yeah, you know, I forgot to do this. You didn't actually forget. You just didn't really want to. And that's okay. And let's explore why. But notice when the rubber hits the road, you know all the information and you prepare a lot of the time too. I prepared so much when I was in corporate to have these conversations. I would even prepare with my coach. I would like have everything written down on my clipboard and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there and this is what I'm going to say. And then one thing would happen and it would be like, he doesn't look like he's in the mood to talk. And then I would just completely shut down. I want to ask you some questions right now. How many podcasts have you listened to the past month? Like just estimate. How many articles have you read? How many books, audibles, masterclasses, documentaries, magazines, informative Instagram slideshows? Step into the truth booth with me. Your brain at most will retain 20% of the information from consuming. From listening to a podcast, watching a movie, reading 20% max, that is if you're not multitasking, which I know most of you do. If you are half listening, if you are washing the dishes or driving in a car while you're listening, if you're fucking around on your phone, so out of everything that you're listening to right now, it's more likely closer to 8%. But your brain doesn't know that. Brain thinks, oh, we listened to that podcast. It just didn't help. We need more. This is why I recommend to my private clients, which I'm giving you this tip now for free. So write this down. The 3X approach. When you consume new information, agree that you will absorb the information completely three times over five days in two different ways. What I do with podcasts, for example, new podcasts that I listen to, I will listen to it once while I'm on a walk. And then I will listen to it again while I'm sitting quietly and taking notes. And then the third time I'm doing it, so in a different way than listening to it, is I will read the transcript. I, I use something called Otter and I get all the podcasts that I listen to transcribed for myself. If your brain is thinking right now, man, that takes a whole lot of time. Yes, exactly. That's the point. Okay, if you can't commit to absorbing the information three times over five days, here's the simple answer. Don't consume it. Yeah, I get it. This will be really hard for your mind. It will probably argue with you. You get an instant rush from gobbling up more knowledge. You literally get hits of dopamine every time you learn new shit. Every time it's like, ooh. And sometimes it's just the anticipation. Like, ooh, yeah, new information, yeah. 
But right now, I'm, I'm going to tell you what no one else will tell you. The truth. Your brain be bloated. You eat vegetables, you drink water, and you care about what you consume. Even if it is the organic ice cream from Whole Foods, your diet staples are not gas station hot dogs. Treat your mind and energy with the same reverence and dignity as you do with the food that you put in your body. Number four reason, seeking out information and knowledge is keeping you locked in stress cycles. We tend to use information and knowledge to make us feel safer, but knowledge is not safety. Knowledge is not safety. I I might give that as a chest piece tattoo. Like, Knowing everything doesn't keep you safe from harm. Life is not school. There is no syllabus or grades. And knowledge isn't the problem. The issue is why you don't trust yourself that you already know enough. What I see happen is that you grip tighter and tighter to finding the right answer. As it leads you down this rabbit hole of devouring different information, strategies, and knowledge in order for you to somehow feel that there is safety in this idea that you will stumble upon that one thing that you need. It is a very powerful practice for you to let go of those compulsive tendencies and to see what arises in the empty spaces that require you to sit with yourself and just listen. And the fifth reason, number five, is your core identity. If you are coming from the place of, I don't feel like I'm good enough, you will continue to live out that experience over and over and over again. You can change everything on the external, but if you're not going to actually live there until you change your identity. You can do all the fancy things you want to your environment. You can get all the degrees. You can get the promotions, the accolades. You can move. These are all things that I did, by the way. But like, if you are not changing your core identity, nothing will permanently change. And you might be able to force it. Like I was able to do that, and I created like several million dollars, but it felt like shit. And so even though my conscious mind, like me, myself, my conscious mind was like, CLG, yeah, I totally deserve this. Underneath there was, I didn't deserve it. So guess what happened? I would self-sabotage, not on purpose. Like sometimes I would catch myself doing it, but a lot of the time my core belief was, I don't deserve this. When you find out the core identity beliefs in your unconscious, you don't even have to go that deep. Look at what it is that you're telling yourself. Like, I'm so stupid, things like that. Those are identity statements. And when you say them, you live them. Instead of, in that moment, ask yourself, how do I lead myself through this? If you want more space, if you want more presence, if you want more respect, you have got to give yourself consent. We don't realize all of the ways that we are giving our consent away. And then we wonder why we're so stressed out, why we're so anxious, why we feel so on edge, why we're not able to be present. It's because we're driving ourselves to distraction. Integration, embodiment, implementation, that is where the transformation actually happens. Think about cooking. You could have all the best kitchen appliances, all the ingredients. You could have all the recipes but you need to be the chef in the kitchen to go through the process to figure out in those tiny and mighty moments, oh, okay, I, I actually need to do this. Like it says to cook this long in the oven, but my oven's actually a little bit hotter, so I need this long. It's the same thing when it comes to yourself. 
your action step for this episode, look at what are your reasons for why you need more knowledge. If you felt yourself in this and you were like me, I would have all the apps and I would I would buy all the things that were supposed to help, all the biohacking tools. I did everything I was supposed to do and I was just so confused. I just want to let you know it doesn't need to be that way anymore. I am opening the door for you and inviting you into the one place that can make spinning out a thing of the past. All you got to do is take the first step and you can go for it at CourtneyLoveGavin.com.